Welcome to Manager Tools. Today's topic, one-on-ones while traveling. Part two. Here we go. So the way you do one-on-ones during a week that you're traveling is to look at your schedule, find times that work, and we'll talk more about how to do that in a minute, and schedule them. Put them on their, uh, put them on your calendar. Tell your directs, yeah, I'll be gone. I'll be at the client. Yeah, I'll be at this offsite and I'll step away and we'll do the one-on-one. And what do sharp professionals do? They put them on their calendar and then they keep their calendar. They keep their schedule even when they're on the road. Now we were talking here about doing them on the phone. So don't be scared of the phone if you haven't used it for one-on-ones before. Like I said, over half the one-on-ones I've done in my life have been on the phone. Uh, there's nothing really terribly hard about them. The first couple of times they feel a little awkward because you don't have a face to face. And some people are distinctly not as good at communicators over the phone. I have found, and we'll talk about it more is that the best, one of the best ways I can do when I'm on the phone is to close my eyes because it shuts out, shuts out all the information that is coming into me visually that is not related to the phone call. It's my computer screen and my email and the, the papers on my desk. So there are some things to do that are slightly different than a regular face-to-face one-on-one. And we do have a cast specifically called Phone One-on-Ones. And for those of you who are licensees, of course, you don't have to go look. You can go find the most recent cast, open up the show notes, click on the link in the show notes, and it'll take you right to those show notes on Phone One-on-Ones. But some real highlights. Um, what we've learned is that for Phone One-on-Ones, it's probably best for the manager to call the direct. Now, it's not a black and white thing, but we recommend that because a lot of us as managers start our one-on-ones when our direct knocks on our door. Like, oh yeah, that's right. I got a one-on-one now. If you don't pay attention to when they're supposed to start, you're going to miss your direct's call. So we think if you're thinking, I have to make the phone call or it won't happen, it'll be more likely that you actually keep the phone call. And, and we say this, we don't mean to insult you guys who are really, really good at keeping phone schedules. Some people naturally are. They were in a job where they had phone schedules with salespeople often are this way. Inside salespeople, of course, most of all, and customer service people. But some people haven't. And the idea of having a series of phone calls as meetings for some people in some industries just seems weird. And they never develop the discipline of, I'm having a phone meeting and it's just like a regular meeting and one shows up on time and one is there and present and fully present and not doing other things on the phone call. And look, if you're the one that makes the call, it sends a message to your direct that you're the one that's going to make sure that this one-on-one happens. Okay. You got to, another thing, you got to be aware of interruptions. You're going to get more interruptions when you're on the phone, especially if you're just sitting off by yourself somewhere, people will come up to you and think you're talking to family or friends or whatever. Although if you're taking notes and you're sitting up and you've got a piece of paper in front of you, a piece of paper on your knees or on a hard notebook backing, they won't bug you. They'll know you're on a work call. I've said it before, close your eyes. It really works well for me. And again, same basic rules as Skype or video call. I love the fact that you get facial expressions and body language. I didn't realize it was that good, but it is. So do them on the phone. Yeah. Believe me, folks, they work just fine. Now, our next point is give yourself some flexibility. I can't, I can't believe you're going to give folks flexibility in terms of how they conduct their one-on-ones. That, what's, what's wrong with you? You feeling ill or what? What's going on? I actually, I'm not. I think you just did. So I'm off the hook. I think that's <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm totally good. <laughs> uh, yeah, this one took me a while to learn. And I actually learned it from a guy who had like three or four more directs with me. The first time I heard this, it made sense to me. And of course, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. But I heard this from a very experienced manager whom I had taught one-on-ones years before, and he'd been through a series of teams and promotions and so on. The insight he had is that 
No single one-on-one matters nearly as much as the pattern of repeated behavior, the behavior of time spent with a direct on a regular basis. He said, dude, you can mess up any single one-on-one and still achieve incredible relationships with your directs. Now, sure, you can't have a pattern of periodic one-on-ones by ignoring every one of them, but that doesn't mean you have to do every single one-on-one perfectly to be thought by your direct to be totally committed to that relationship with them. And so he, he, he showed me that a couple of things he did were more relaxed than the guidance we normally give. He says, I don't always do this, but I don't beat myself up that I don't do every single one-on-one perfectly. The difference between me and somebody else is somebody who's trying to do everyone perfectly and then talks themselves out of a one-on-one that's not going to be perfect because they're not used to being on the phone. The difference with me and with them is I never miss. There you go. And frankly, sometimes mine vary a little bit, but my directs know they can count on me to have a one-on-one. And if nothing else, they're going to get to go first. They're going to listen. Maybe I'm not the perfect note taker every time, but he said, I've discovered my directs. Don't judge me on that. They're not sitting there saying... Oh, minus five on this week's minus 12 last week, plus one that week. And so therefore he's above average. What they want is regularness. What they want is discipline. What they want is a recurring opportunity that they can count on. They want to be able to count on you as a boss. And so he taught me the idea that flexibility sometimes in one-on-ones are okay. And so I think the real breakthrough most managers need to make is to loosen the rules a little bit so they can they can feel comfortable doing a one-on-one when they travel. And in fact, this is one of the reasons why my one-on-ones when I travel tend to be a little bit different in some cases than some people's and why I don't miss one-on-ones even when I'm traveling. If you're used to always doing one-on-ones face-to-face in your office with your one-on-one form in a notebook at a set time with set times for preparation, I could see we don't argue with you that it's easy to talk yourself out of the relative uncertainty or discomfort or lack of regularity of a one-on-one done in a hotel lobby at six in the morning, California time. We respect that. We know that that will be different for you. And what we're telling you is the differentness is largely unrecognized by the direct. It is the pattern and the fact that you're investing, even when other people might not because they have an excuse, travel. It's that pattern that they respect and the discipline that you're bringing to the table. So here, here, here's some things you can consider loosening up. And of course, this is where, this is what you're talking about, right? right? This is where the stuff is going to hit the fan. Right? Yeah. Okay, folks, this is really, really clear. We're not suggesting these are things you can always loosen up on. We're talking about travel. Don't drive the proverbial truck through this, through this little hole here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just having come from Mark's, uh, from Mark's plant. Yeah. A little drive up. Drive a Freightliner through it. So the first one is, folks, don't take notes this time on that one-on-one on the road. You can just sit and listen. You'll get a lot of credit for doing that rather than canceling. People are going, what did he just say? Yeah, what? what? Something else. Ask your direct to take notes for you. If you have a good relationship with a direct and you're making the time to talk to your direct While you're driving to the airport between a brutal all-day meeting and a tight flight departure time, they'll forgive you for you asking them to jot a couple of things down and take a picture of it with their smartphone and message it or email it to you. They'll take notes for you because you're making time for them. 
And look, I know that sounds weird to many of you, but frankly, it works. I've done it. It works fine. They don't mind at all. You can't do it every week. You can't make it a standing thing that you take both of our notes every week. But they understand if you're driving. Now, look, if you're sitting in a hotel lobby, don't lean back and say, I'm going to dictate to you, right? That's taking this. That is driving a truck to the loophole, okay? But if you're driving, gee whiz, you can do a one-on-one when you're driving. Now, of course, we recommend a headset, and we certainly don't recommend doing it in states that have laws against talking on the cell phone while you're driving, okay? And by the way, folks, I'm one of the few people, I don't know, maybe there are many, I, I know I'm one of the first that thought he could, at 10 o'clock at night on a rural road in Texas, drive and take notes and talk on a cell phone without speakerphone and without a headset and cradling the phone while trying to take notes. And I'm just saying, hypothetically, you could end up in the ditch. Yeah. Folks, if you don't like the laws in your state about talking on the phone and driving, Mark Horseman is the reason those laws exist. <laughs> that is so bad, man. That is Thank not God there cool. was a ditch. And it's not that so is bad, not you know? cool. Not cool. <laughs> the ditch saved lives. Yeah. <laughs> ditch, ditch saved lives. I thought what you were going to say is move to Texas. <laughs> okay. Something else. Limit notes that you take to just your deliverables. If you can't bring yourself to take no notes at all, and I'm not saying take notes while you're driving on deliverables, but if you don't want to take notes, if you want to make it a little bit easier, maybe you have to walk from one building to another on campus and it's a 15 or 20 minute walk. Maybe you start the one-on-one then and you can't take notes where you're walking, but you can when you get to the new location and there's one thing you've got to write down. So just limit the notes you take to the deliverables you're going to have. Okay. Take as few possible notes to allow you to be a little bit more flexible in terms of the physical space where you're doing the one-on-one. Something else, don't prepare. Now look, yes, 99 times out of 100, preparation makes for a better one-on-one. Lack of time to prepare is not an excuse not to spend time with one of your team members. There are very few places we know of where checking on every deliverable from last week's one-on-one is required every week or even regularly achieved. So if you're really swamped, you don't have to prepare and you can still sit down on the phone and talk to your direct. You could actually say, really swamped. I wanted to spend time with you. I didn't get a chance to prepare. I'll do my best to take notes and we'll catch up next week, but I didn't want to miss an opportunity to hear how you're doing, answer any questions you got and touch base. Yeah. No direct's not going to give you credit for that. Come on. Exactly. You're getting props for that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Something else you can do. Another, another suggestion. Talk about your day on the road rather than worrying about having the best one on one ever. If one of your directs doesn't travel, but might, in fact, in the next year or two, tell them about your trip. Tell them about your experience traveling. Okay. Talk about what you did with the client or what you did with the vendor or what you did at the offsite. Another one. Talk about the future rather than about this week when it's your turn. So many managers talk so much about not getting out of the weeds. You know, one-on-ones cause you to get down to the weeds with your folks, and that's actually a good thing. Don't worry, you're not a micromanager. (laughs) But this is a perfect opportunity, if you don't want to prepare, to zoom up to 30,000 feet and ask. Every once in a while, you don't do this every week, obviously, but this is one of the things you can do on your road, is to say to your folks, how are you doing overall? How's your family? Where do you see yourself in a year? What are your plans? In which direction do you want to grow? Something else you can do. I've done it. Say to your direct after they go, say, I got nothing. Just listen and tell them that what they have to say is more important anyway. Sometimes your directs come in without a lot. 
take a break, make time to listen, and don't feel the need to fill up your time. And you might say, oh, they're probably going to think I'm mailing it in. Some of them might. Mailing it in gets you more credit than canceling it. Something else, give them some overdue positive feedback or tell them you're proud of them. Give them some praise. You probably don't do that often enough. And to be fair, neither do I. Mandate only 30 minutes. A lot of us tend to run long on our one-on-ones. Tighten up on the ones you do on the road and you'll discover you'll still get a ton done and you'll still have the time to get everything else done. Those are great suggestions, dude. I I think I might try some of those. <laughs> you want me to send you on the road? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, please. That's what I want to do. <laughs> so, so let's talk about the other question folks have on their minds, which is what are the specific places and times they can do O3s? Because I think a lot of folks struggle with when I'm traveling, when I can do it. So what are those times and places? Okay. So I'm just going to kind of go chronologically here a little bit. You can do it in the departure lounge before you board for a flight. If you're smart, you don't cut your departure timing too close and have to race to the gate after getting through security. If you haven't learned yet, the security is going to take you 30 minutes and the plane boards 30 minutes before it takes off and you need to give yourself a 30 minute window. And so therefore you might need to be at the airport an hour to an hour and a half in advance. And no one is so busy unless you have your own personal jet or three assistants that can't do that. And you just end up, instead of working to the last minute, your office, you end up working in the boarding area in the departure lounge, find a gate area next to your gate area. That's not being used. So it's a little bit free and sit down and have a one-on-one use a headset for your hands. So you can take notes because you won't be moving around. During a change of planes at a hub airport like Dallas or Atlanta or Charlotte or Newark or L.A. or Chicago, for instance, I do this in Dallas a lot. Sometimes you don't have enough time, but you could do the first half of a one-on-one and then say, I'll call you when I land wherever I'm getting where I'm going. And maybe you could do all of it if you, in, if you used our early recommendation and mandated only 30 minutes and we're a little flexible. And guys, I got to tell you, if your firm is being careful with airline costs, you're getting a long layover time at those hub cities, three and four hours in some cases. It helps them manage their loads better. So you'll probably have plenty of time in some cases. And you look at your calendar, you know when your flights are, and you say, wow, I've got two and a half hours in Dallas. Even if I'm in a half hour or 45 minutes late, I'm still going to have an hour on the ground. And let's schedule it then. And nobody will mind if you call and say the last minute and say, I was two hours delayed. I'm not going to have time. We'll have to reschedule. We'll, I'll look at my calendar and I'll figure out a time and I'll text you about something tomorrow. Something else that took me a long time to get comfortable with is right after you land. Guys, your rental car will still be there. If you're landing late afternoon, sit down, sit in the terminal and do a couple of one-on-ones back to back. Now, there is a caveat to this. If you check bags, you have to go get your bags. And once you get bags, there's not really a lot of good places to sit. Or if there are places to sit down in baggage claim, it's loud. Of course, you could do it in the car while you're driving to your hotel if you've got to rent a car again. Or you could do it in the back of a cab if you wanted to. I've done that. But, of course, regarding the checking of bags things, if you're a manager tools devotee, you know that we just don't check bags. Well, I'm sorry. I don't check bags. Mike, Mike does sometimes, but you know. Oh, come on that's, now. That's a different that's a different thing. I mean, you know. Okay, okay, okay. He checks bags when he has camera equipment. 
We're just going to go past that. <laughs> well, what you should do, Mike, what you should say is, I know you checked bags recently, and you'd be right. I checked bags bringing my clubs back from Tasmania. So, Oh, that's right. I don't know. I no longer have a perfect record. I've got to be quicker. I've, I've, yeah. I have to be quicker on the take. Okay. Or you have to come to Tasmania with me and play golf. That's not it. Can I check a bag? Because <laughs> no. Okay. No. I'm not going. I'm just not going. I'm not going. <laughs> also, look, you can also do it before dinner. Be a few minutes late to drinks with the group or be a few minutes late to dinner. Look, unless your boss has an agenda set out for the dinner everybody's going to have together or you're going to be driving 20 minutes to a restaurant. You could even unpack your bags, which is something we recommend you do when you travel. The moment you get into your room, unpack. You could even unpack during part of the one-on-one. It's not a federal crime. It's part about being flexible. You could do a one-on-one after dinner. No, no, hold on, hold on. I, if I do it after dinner, then I'm not going to be able to see that movie. I don't get to see movies very often. You're right. You're right. We'll call this the everybody but Ozan rule. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and look, email. Email can wait a bit. Email after 5 o'clock in the afternoon is not late until 9 o'clock the next morning. Oh, I know. Some people are going to throw darts at me for that one, but that's been my experience. You can do one-on-ones at the client site if you're at a client. Even in an all-day meeting, you can step out in many situations. We are consistently amazed at how virtually everyone steps out of meetings all the time for all kinds of things. We suspect they're urgent things or family things or whatever, but we all ought to know that important trumps urgent. And if you can step out, then by definition, what's going on in that meeting is not so critical that a one-on-one couldn't trump it for a half an hour. And the last one I'll mention, and you know, probably a stretch, but you can do a one-on-one in lieu of having lunch. Obviously, some of us, I I certainly could use a few less calories. You won't miss lunch so much that a snack in an hour won't catch you up and won't keep you from being hungry or low on blood sugar late in the day. But directs, your directs will love you when you say to them, hey, this is important. I'll miss lunch. No worries. Yeah, absolutely. So that's like what? How many is that? Like seven, seven or eight suggestions of places you can do it? Yeah, it's, it's pretty clear there's times to do it, right? There's times yeah. and places to do it when you're traveling. I mean, it's there's no doubt about yeah. it. And we try to avoid, guys, we really do try to avoid saying, oh, this is what we do. Because just telling you what we do is not compelling for a lot of folks. We don't recommend this stuff unless we know hundreds of people, or in many cases, we have data. And overwhelmingly, what I, what I have found out is managers who do one-on-ones and travel say, it's the same. It's absolutely the same. And if you can travel almost all the time and do one-on-ones and have great retention and great results with your people, and the managers who do that say, yeah, it's just the same, then clearly the issue is not travel. The issue is not doing them when you travel, and thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of managers all over the world prove that is bunk, the idea that you can't do one-on-ones when you're traveling every week all over the world. You can do them. Sometimes they're not ideal, but they work. And if they're important, you can make them work. Showing your directs that you're going to have your one-on-ones with them, even though it seems hard for you to do, that sends a message we think that's worth sending. There's almost no place you can't do them, except maybe driving down a road late at night (laughs) that you don't know very well. Next to a Texas ditch. We encourage you to be creative within the bounds of spending time every week talking to your folks and giving them a chance to talk to you about what's important. We think with the kind of loosening up and, and flexibility we suggested, it'd be really hard to not be able to do them when you're traveling. And we recommend it. Yeah. And folks, if you, if you feel that after all this that you can't do them when you're traveling, send us a note. Yeah. Let Love us know. Love to hear it. Love to hear it. 
All right, my friend. Thank you. I enjoyed that. Thanks, partner. You bet. All right. Bye. Thanks, everyone. Take your questions, come to discussion forums, and talk with all the great people that are there ready to help you on any problem you have. It's really a great community, and I think you'll enjoy it immensely. www.manager-tools.com slash forums. We'll see you there.